fun story. I was trying to find Soundtrack for Encanto on Spotify, but not paying attention when I was looking up. And I ended up on the Spanish version, which is perfectly fine. But like, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, I know what she's saying. I remember it being in Spanish. Was the whole movie in Spanish? And I just for, like just forgot. I was having a really like dumb moment for a hot second. Hey guys, here's what's coming up. On October 31st, we will be discussing a dark take on the 12 Dancing Princesses fairy tale, House of Salt and Sorrows by Aaron A. Craig. Tune in to hear all our thoughts. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. You can find a full list of all the cool perks at patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast. We hope you consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, the Pirate Queen, Sam, Megan, and Leah. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Hi, welcome back to the Booklight Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we're going to do a listicle. So this episode, um, we usually pick 10 things and we talk about them. We do our best to not spoil anything. For tonight's fine dining and fine listening, we're going to talk about pizza and books and how they relate together. Uh, additionally, if I sound a little wacky today, I am enjoying harvest season, as I, we call it in the Midwest, where the corn gets cut down and most slowly dies a painful death from the corn dust. Um, <laughs> so I am enjoying every single bit of allergy medicine, uh, no sleep, and every single bit of sinus drainage you can imagine. Abby. I feel like it's literally half the people in the Midwest have this issue during harvest season because I've had a headache all day from my allergies and I've had like drainage so much that I'm just, I've been nauseous and my poor husband actually worked outside today. And so his nose was running nonstop and he was nauseous. It had a headache. He's, he's in bad shape too. Yeah. So we all feel like not amazing. We're not sick. We just all feel terrible. It's because awesome. it's the Midwest during harvest season. Huzzah. So instead, let us discuss delicious pizza. So, I love pizza. The way we're going to do this, guys, we're going to tell you the kind of pizza, and then we each have our own description and our own books to go with it. So our opinions may differ a little bit because I have opinions about some of the pizzas on my list that I'm, Abby might have different opinions on. Um, and then we're going to compare our books and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go first? I sure do. So pizza number one, it is plain, original, the gateway pizza. The first pizza you're ever going to have probably as a child. Cheese pizza. So I went with this book and I relate it to The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien because The Hobbit to me is it's not plain at all. It is rich and delightful, um, very well crafted. It is original. It is a gateway book into many, many things. I definitely read The Hobbit in eighth grade. Um, I actually like read, I tried to read Return to King, or not Return to King. Wow. I tried to read Lord of the Rings first. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? Um, <laughs> and then I put that back and I picked up The Hobbit and went, oh, much better, much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a great read, great read for 11, 12, and 13-year-olds. 
Yeah, The Hobbit is a really good starter point for fantasy. It also has a completely different tone than The Lord of the Rings because of just like how it was originally. Because originally it was a bedtime story for his kids. Mm -hmm. And so it was written with a lighter tone versus The Lord of the Rings is all of this language and history and mythology that's going on in the world. And it's just like dense. (laughs) So I agree. That was a good choice for cheese. Thank you. I thought so. Um, So how, what is your choice for cheese? How do you describe cheese for your life? My cheese pizza is loved by kids and adults alike. It's a crowd pleaser. Um, And this is one of those, like, I feel like basically anybody who isn't lactose intolerant presented with a cheese pizza would be like, yeah, okay, I'll have a cheese pizza. Why not? Right. And so for this one, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis was my pick because to me, this feels like another starting point in fantasy. Like, I by no means think it's the best fantasy book ever written, but it's one that so many people have read. And it was one of the originals of the genre, I feel like. Kind of like The Hobbit was also one of the other originals of the genre. Like, it's one that's been around for so long. and So many people have read it. And it's also one of those that, like, I plan to introduce my kids to it in a few years and, like, read it with them. But I know I will enjoy it just as much as they will, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my sister-in-law is reading The Magician, the Magician's mm-hmm. Nephew right now with my... Um... Well, with her oldest son. And I'm like, mm, yes, I love it. She has, she's actually never read um, the, the Crowns of Narnia books before. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's oh. her first time go around. Oh, that would be so fun to read them for mm-hmm. the first time with my kid. Oh, anyway. Um, they The Crowns of Narnia were my first audio books. My parents got them on cassette for me and I loved listening to them. Oh, I'm pretty sure my sister-in-law has read them with um, her oldest. I know for a fact that at least one of my sisters read them with her kids. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah, it's just one of those like universal books. You think of kids' books, you're going to be listing this one in probably the top 10 that you first think of. So... Yeah, I feel like the cheese pizza is just one of those bases that everybody hits pretty much. It is. Yep. Okay, so pizza number two. This is pepperoni pizza. It's a little greasy, can cause heartburn, and it's also the next level of pizza (laughs) from cheese. So it's like your, um, listen, in your 30s, it causes freaking heartburn. But when you're a child, like, it, you go cheese to pepperoni, okay? I'm sorry. The fact that you just tossed in heartburn in there, it's like, okay. Uh, I refuse to eat Little Caesars pepperoni pizza because I just die from it every time now. Oh, that's no good. I know. So my book I picked was my level up book, my next step up book, which is Say Real by Garth Nix, which is from the, ooh, Keys of the Kingdom series, is that right? I think so. The Old Kingdom. The Old Mm -hmm. Kingdom, that's right. So, 
<laughs> in case you guys don't remember, all of my cats are named from characters from the series. Um, the first cat my husband and I um, got was Sabriel. Um, and now she sadly passed away. But now we have Lyriel, our black kitty, and Maggot, who is actually a gray kitty um, based off of the white cat in the books. But essentially, these are, mm, I would say, like eighth grade going on ninth grade level reading. It's not quite middle grade, but it's not quite young adult. It's like that nice bridge, I would call it. Um, very easy reading, very rich, very, it's different because Sabriel is a necromancer and she has to put the dead back to sleep by using her bells. And I love it because there is a, um, a wall that you cross where magic is like restrained essentially. And she comes into this from a plain world like ours into a magical rich world. Oof, I just love the, I don't know. I love that imagery right there where you step into it. Mm-hmm. I love that book. I didn't read it till high school mm-hmm. because I didn't meet you until high school, but I always loved it. Did I, buy you, did, I, did I buy you a copy? I don't think so, but you okay. hounded me until I did. Uh-huh. Um, Good for me. I always loved that she used bells. Like, that was something that was so different from anything else I had read at that point. I agree. That's a good pick for pepperoni. Thank you. Okay. What do you have for pepperoni and how do you describe pepperoni? I call it the heartburn pizza. What do you got? <laughs> um, I described it as classic, loved, and always at the party. Like, literally, if you host a party where there is pizza, there's going to be at least one pepperoni. Like, there just will be. Because along with cheese, it's like the staples that everybody will eat. So they always get ordered. Um, And so the ones, I actually came up with two for this one and I couldn't decide between the two. So for this, I had Lord of the Rings and Pride and Prejudice. Because depending on where you fall in the spectrum of books, one of these is going to fall into the category of, of course I've read that, you know? Because mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice is very much a classic, obviously, Jane Austen. Um, but that's for people who appreciate more romance versus Lord of the Rings is going to be for the people who want the battles and the history and the languages. And it's just, everybody has read at least one of them, I feel like. And if you haven't, you're meaning to. It's, all, it's either in your red list or on your TBR list. I would agree with that. I've read both. Mm-hmm. And pretty much any list you look up online that involves fantasy or classics of any mm-hmm. kind, these two are going to pop up actually, every freaking time. Yeah. I Have <laughs> you read Jane Eyre? Actually, I really like Jane Eyre a lot more than Pride and Prejudice. I loved Jane Eyre. Mm-hmm. It's very problematic, but I loved Jane Eyre. <laughs> uh, they're both problematic, honestly. I mean, yeah. I'd say Jane Eyre's more problematic, though. A little bit. But yes, I agree. I like that. The Oh, what did you call it? The Not the life of the party. The staple of the party, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, the backbone. Definitely agreed. Just everyone goes through that. I can't... Yeah, everyone goes through that phase. Even like... um. 
So my dad has one of his um, music buddies living with him because my dad has like a four bedroom house. He's like, do you need somewhere to live for a while? He's like, oh yeah, because he just graduated from grad school. And he literally just finished mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings and he's just like, oh my God, that book was so dense. But you know what? He did it. Mm-hmm. I read the Lord of the Rings trilogy when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, I read those in high school. Uh, they are very dense. Yes, they are. You know, I really enjoyed them when I read them, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would ever reread them at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Which is which is hilarious because I adore the movies. Like, if you ask me for my top ten movies, the Lord of the Rings trilogy would be in there. But the books, oh, the books are so dense. Um, the Two Towers was a slog. Like. I I just it's like just walking through a blog a a blog while well, a bog and I was like oh my god I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. Well, the killer part for me is the fact that the third book I know for sure is split into two parts. One part you're literally just following um, um, Frodo and Sam. And in the other part, you're following like Aragorn and everybody else, but they're not mm-hmm. like overlapping like you would see in a current day novel. They're literally completely separated. Like you have to read Frodo and Sam's entire story and then it gets to the end. And then all of a sudden you're backtracking to the beginning of the story again, but you're starting over with Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, um. Yeah. The movies did a lot better. Like I like how they put it like, not like do 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 and do 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 you know what I mean? Well, right. Well, every modern day writer knows you don't just stick with one character, tell the entire story, and then go back and do it over again. Like mm-hmm. everybody knows, you go back and forth and you keep it all in the same timeline. Like, but again, this was like such an such an early fantasy novel that you can't blame him for not having gotten that part, right? but I don't really like Frodo and Sam's end of the story. So that was a slog for me. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to Supreme. Okay. Supreme pizza. Um, when you add all the things, cause you don't actually know what you want to eat. <laughs> okay. So for me, this, <clears throat> yeah is a series that spans across three different series from Simon R. Green, okay? Um, it spans across the secret histories, which follows Eddie Drood, who has a golden torque. Um, it's kind of like a secret agent with magic. Or, and this all, by the way, they're all connected. Or we're in Nightside, where we're following... Oh, what the hell is his name? I, had to, I just read the books. Eh, whatever the main character's name is, where you're going into the London underground where it's kind of fantasy horror, or you're in the freaking Deathstalker series where it's set in the future in the same universe where you have space operas and magic. So like, which one do you want to be? You don't know. Cause it doesn't matter. You can pick any one of these three series, read all of them. They all stand alone, but then you read them all together and they all have Easter eggs in them that lead back to the other ones because they're all connected. Hmm. I was not aware of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. Have you read any of them? 
I've read some of the night side. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first like three or four. Yeah. They're like little niblet of stories. They were good. I really enjoyed them. I keep meaning to read more of them. I have them all. If you want to borrow any of them. Mm, I might have to do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a good way to look at it though. It's really just to me, the spring piece is just a hodgepodge of stuff. And I feel like any one of these three, if you want urban fantasy, okay, you go with nice side. Okay. You want like high fantasy. Well, like, like not quite urban, a little bit more high fantasy. You go with um, the Eddie Drew series, Secret Histories. You want space opera magic fantasy? Good. You go with Death Stalker. Yeah. The hodgepodge. Interesting. <laughs> I like authors that do that. Me too. <laughs> I, I love, I love how he intertwines all of it. <laughs> I almost said Stephen King because did you know every single one of his books is set in the same world and they're all connected, including the Dark Tower series? I think that's just scary. I know because he's written over 50 books and then his son, um, Joe Hill, has his books connected into his dad's books as well. Mm, that's a lot of horror for one world. But it's not all horror. So like like fairy tale, I, I'm pretty certain fairy tale is connected into the Dark Tower series, which means it's part of the Stephen King universe. Hmm. Anyway. Good. I know. So, hodgepodge. You don't know what you want, so you eat all the things. Supreme. All right. Well, I thought of a Supreme as filling and a lesser thought of staple. Because, like, usually if you're at a party, you got the cheese, you got your pepperoni, and then everybody's like, well, we want something else, too. You get a Supreme, because it's got veggies and meat on it. Right? hmm So, for me, that made me think of The Book Thief. Because I feel like this is one of those that's, like, it's not old enough to be considered a classic the way Pride and Prejudice is. But I feel like it's a classic staple of the book world. And on the surface, it feels like a very basic World War II story. But actually reading it was mind-blowing. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. I actually, okay, so it's one of those books where I pick it up. I, I have owned it for a long time, but I've not actually sat down and read it. Mm-hmm. I know. I read it last year, I think. Um, it really took me by surprise because I wasn't sure. Again, it seemed like a basic World War II story. I couldn't figure out why um, it was talked about so much and hyped so much. But it's definitely just like, it's weird when you first start reading it because it's so different. Mm-hmm. But once I got into it, I was like, could not stop. I could not I love stop that. reading it. That's a sign of a good book. Now, see, I can definitely. So for me, Supreme Pizza, uh, it, it is the. I don't enjoy pepperoni, so I'll, I'll eat like I'll go for a Supreme first before pepperoni, but I'll go for cheese over Supreme. Like Supreme is a. I don't really want to eat it. It's not going to leave me full because it's just like, all this crap in it. Mm-hmm. But I like the way you described it with um, the book Thief a lot. Um, who's the author of that, by the way? You didn't say that. 
Hold on. And I Marcus something. You know. it's, it's Marcus something. Marcus uh, Zuzak. Yeah, I have it over. The, I see it right there staring at me intently from my wall. I didn't know his name off here, so I just didn't write it in my notes. Yeah, so. All right. How about meat lovers? <laughs> okay. So for me, meat lovers always makes me think of my husband. Um, so it has to be full of adventure, uh, has to be a male-centric character, has to be just like manly, manly, because meat lovers is a manly pizza, okay? <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm weird, but that's just how I think about it. Um, and when I think about that, I think of a very chauvinistic uh, book series, in my humble opinion, which is The Dress and Files by Jim Butcher. Yep, you aren't wrong. <laughs> I know I'm not wrong. So for me, the meat lovers pizza is manly, manly, and it's uh, the Dresden Files. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I've only read the first one of those, and I will not read the others. Uh, I've listened to, I think, um, two or three of them. I like the audiobooks a lot. Um, but Nate and I are going to listen to the second Dark Tower book, but I will listen to the audiobooks of The Dress and Files with Nate. Um, the, the first book, I bought it because it looked amazing and I started reading it, freaked me out. And I was like, I cannot read this book. So I gave it to Nate. Mm. But um, Nate and I did drive out to Kansas City and we did meet Jim Butcher and Nate did get um, one of his books signed by him. And then I, for, was it last year or the week before? or the year before when Jim Butcher put out um, two Harry Dresden novels back to back. I bought them both signed for Nate and gave them to him. Oh yeah. He loved that. Yeah. Oh, me wife. So good. <laughs> what is your meat lovers? My meat lovers is heavy and dense, super filling. Um, I'm not a big fan of meat lovers. Uh, even more so now that my husband has gone pescatarian and we just don't eat meat in general very much in our house. Um, it's just, it's not something like occasionally I crave meat and then I satisfy my craving and I'm good for like another couple weeks. <laughs> but this <laughs> one, like, since it's not my favorite, but I was trying to think of something that's really like heavy and dense thought Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson oh my god yeah and <laughs> I know that uh we were not super thrilled with that book like it wasn't terrible but it was rough getting all the way to the end for us and I don't know that kind of made me think of meat lovers because like Brandon Sanderson has so much lore mm -hmm. and so much backstory that he packs into his novels and that's definitely makes for a very heavy read as far as his stuff goes. Yes, that is a heavy and that is, I mean, it's also for me is a manly, manly book as well. Oh my God, that book just kept going forever. Mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. yeah, that book went on forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so wait, let me count. One, two. Three, four. Number five for this first half. Sorry, guys, had to count. Oh, my bad. Um, is the veggie pizza. For me, 
the the veggie pizza is a step below the supreme. You only eat this because you're the last one to the party and it's the last pizza available. Okay. So <laughs> I have it rated low and you're also, you're the last one to the party. So there is a book that is called Never Let Me Go by Kazu um, Ashigaru. And I thought this would be a really interesting book. My coworker suggested it. She loved it. And it's kind of dystopia, but it was like one, it was really popular a little bit while ago. So it's last one to party to read it. Um, and then two, so like you eat this because you're the last one there. Only thing available. I think I had it on my list to read because I was reading recommendations. I was kind of running out of stuff I wanted to read. Pretty sure it was last year. Don't think I read it this year. It's too deep for me and it was kind of boring and I just didn't care. I mean, I did care because like you don't really understand the premise of the story and you're kind of figuring it out and then you figure it out and you're just like, what the hell did I just read? And then like, there's no happy ending. <laughs> and then you're like, why did I just waste my time reading that? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I do like Supreme, so I like Death Stalker, but like I'd rather read The Dress and Files and eat some meat lover's pizza than eat that veggie pizza and read Never Let Me Go Again. That's fair. Yeah. Not a, not a book I would recommend, guys, just so you know. That's a book that I have not heard of at all. But you know why? I didn't like it, so I didn't tell you about it. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, um, for veggie because my husband eats them on a regular basis now when we order pizza, because that's what he eats. Mm -hmm. I have lighter and healthier and just like lighter in general, because it's not nearly as heavy as a meat lovers pizza is. And so my first thought was the Rosie project by Graham Simpson. I think his name is. Wow. You went a really different direction than I did. I did. <laughs> I like your description of you're the last word of the party and that's why you got veggie. But yep. also like we order veggie on a regular basis in our house now. So I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So the Rosie project is just this light, happy, fun read that honestly, I smile thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like even all this time later, you bring up the Rosie Project, and I'm going to smile and go, oh, I loved that book. I do love it. Because it was book. great. It is. I almost put that book for a different one, but I picked a different book. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it's not a heavy read, like Brandon Sanderson stuff, but it's still a good read. It's just, it's happy. It's light. It's, I'd reread it. I like that. All right, guys. Well, that is the first half of our pizza and book episode. When we come back, we are going to talk about five more pizzas and five more books. And you can see where me and Abby have some different opinions, like veggie pizzas were light and happy and me. This was a crappy book. All right, guys. See you in a minute. Talk to you in a minute. Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, one chapter at a time, spoiler-free. Each episode will feature a different guest, new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai Fan Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. 
Welcome back, and here is our second half of Books and Pizza. So, we are going to start this half off with Hawaiian pizza. Okay, so Hawaiian pizza uh, makes me think of my mom and also Nate, but mostly my mom because it was her favorite pizza. Um, so, because I think of my mom, I think about historical romances, which was her favorite genre to read. She was a sucker for them. Let me tell you, the quote I wrote here is terrible. Oh, no. Um, some sweet and some meat, very thick. And I'm like, what the hell did I write that for? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just want you to think about that, okay? <laughs> I know. You know. I know. You know. <laughs> I knew your mom. I approve. I know. I know. I can't believe I wrote that. And I'm like, I'm like, that's a lot of euphemism right there. But I feel like she would have enjoyed it. So, um, a very sweet with a lot of meat with a very thick book. I went with, um, Outlander by Diana. Um, I think is, Gobbledon. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. So I have read Outlander. I enjoyed reading. I read it in high school. Um, it is a little bit problematic of a book. Like as an adult, now I read it and go, ooh. But you know what? It. My mom loved it. It's historical. It's romantic. It's set in the Scottish Highlands. Has time travel. So a little bit of magical realism to it. Uh, and it's a book that reminds me of my mom. So that's why I picked that. That's my Hawaiian pizza. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I read Outlander and it's pretty good. I get what you're saying about it being problematic. I have not thought about it in years, but yeah. Yeah. But I could see it. Yep. I went a completely different direction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My description of a Hawaiian pizza is odd, liked by a select crowd, a little sweet. Um, I don't personally like Hawaiian pizzas. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not a fan of the ham. Ham and jam, uh, I'm just not a fan it's, of. It's so much better if you make it with bacon. Personally, I love doing pineapple, pepperoni, and green pepper. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my combo. Why not? Sure. Sounds great. But anyways, um, a Hawaiian. For that one, I chose House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. Yeah, I would not put that book in there, one, but okay. Well, it's kind of an odd book. It's okay. a little sweet. That's true. And there's definitely a select crowd that just absolutely adores it. I am part of that select crowd. I absolutely adore I know. And you do too. It was a very good book. It was a great book. I didn't love it quite as much as you did, but it was a I very know. good book. I know you didn't. But yeah, just one of those, like, there's a lot of really sweet moments in it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It is really good. All right. Let's move to the next pizza. Stuffed crust. Um, this is my absolute favorite type of pizza. 
Uh, I really like stuffed crust with just like a plain cheese piece of a stuffed crust. I just love cheese and stuffed crust a lot. Also like with bacon and sausage and cheese. Um, anyway, so um, this is something I can gorge myself on and make myself sick. So a book I can gorge myself on or make myself sick. I struggled with picking just one. Um, I really wanted to say We Are Legion, We Are Bob by um, Dennis e. Taylor. But I also wanted to say Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir as well. And then I wanted to tell you um, the um, Last Emperor by John Scalzi. So obviously um, books I can gorge myself on and make myself sick is going to be sci-fi fantasy. Would they... I really like some nice political intrigue in there too, which would be the John Scalzi book um, and a little bit of the Babaverse books. And I guess Project Hail Mary has political aspects in it too, but I just really freaking like Project Hail Mary. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I picked. I kind of could not <laughs> stop and I just kept picking them. So anyway, things I can course myself on, stuff crust pizza and sci-fi. I mean, that's a really good combo. Thank you. I can totally see you eating stuffed crust pizza as you watched, like, a movie version of Project Hail Mary. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will preface this by saying, I don't like stuffed crust. I have never liked stuffed crust. I have never eaten a stuffed crust pizza that I enjoyed. Okay. However, I tried to think of the... I, I tried to picture what a stuffed crust pizza is to the people that actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't think it was fair to just like list a book I hated. That's not that's not really the purpose here. So my description for a stuffed crust is a normal pizza, but that ending is chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because like you can make a stuffed crust pizza, literally any kind of pizza, it doesn't matter. The pizza itself mm-hmm. is not the purpose. The point Mm-mm. is the stuffed crust. Mm-hmm. And so I picked The Dragon's Promise by Elizabeth Lim. Okay. The reason for that is because when I read that book, uh, I wanted to give it a three. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the end, and the end was so beautiful and perfect that I wanted to give the end a five. Just like... Just the end. The rest of the book didn't deserve a five, but that end did. <laughs> so the end was the best part. That's right. That's exactly how the stuffed crust people, like my kids leave their stuffed crust. You know who comes in and goes and swoops in and takes it and runs away like a pigeon? Me. I do. See, exactly. I'm a seagull. And that's what I was thinking. Like, man, if that ending had been as good, uh, I wish the rest of the book had been as good as the ending. But the mm-hmm. ending was amazing. And I feel like that's how people who like stuffed crust see stuffed crust. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was my pick. Love it. <laughs> okay, so I really like the next one a lot. You put bagel pizza. My immediate thought was bagel bites pizza um, because it's easy, nostalgic, and fun to eat. So that so when, I t- when I'm saying bagel pizza, I'm thinking... Bagel bites, little bitty bites, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I went with Aragon for that one. Ah, it's easy. It's nostalgic for me, and it's fun to read. 
and you pretend the rest of the books don't exist. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes when you're making your bagel bites, right? And you put it on the plate and you're after school and you have it distributed. You eat the edges because they're the best. They're nice and crispy. They're warm. And that's kind of like the first book, right? Aragon. Okay. And then you get to the middle ones. No, well, they didn't cook all the way. They're a little um, cold still. So like you can like take a bite and one half is like molten hot and the other half is cold. That's eldest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, and, and you had that experience that is so bad. You didn't even get to the other two books because you're just like, screw it all. Yep. That's me and bagel bites. That's why I chose Aragon. Yeah, I definitely meant bagel bites when I put them on the list. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that is definitely a good description. Wow, you went hardcore on that one. I thought really deep and hard about it. Uh, apparently. <laughs> I like that, though. Yeah, so for me, on top of being nostalgic, they're smaller, they're easily consumable, they're delicious. For the most part. <laughs> so I was debating between two different things. I was debating between either Murderbot Diaries mm-hmm. or a manga series like Sailor Moon or Card Captor Sakura. Ooh. Because mm-hmm. 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 the manga series bring in the nostalgia for me. <clears throat> and honestly, having reread about half of Sailor Moon this year. Oh, um, not all the books hold up like I wanted them to. Kind of like Baby Bites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh. I feel like Sailor Moon fits this really well. Because, like, it's a manga. So mm-hmm. one volume is very easily consumable by itself. But they're not all super great. Yep. <laughs> like, some of the arcs are really interesting and others are like, Oh, oh, what am I reading? <laughs> Sometimes you don't know. Yeah. And obviously, no offense to, you know, Sailor Moon fans. It's just, huh. They're not living up to my memory of Sailor Moon. Nostalgic. I know. <laughs> oh, that cracked me up. That was great. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So. You picked a TJ Klune book for our next one. Or you picked this, a TJ Klune book for Hawaiian. I chose a TJ Klune book for our next one, which is Dessert Pizza. A sickeningly sweet, and you're usually stuffed from the pizza you had before, but you really just need that cherry turnover one off the buffet. Okay? Okay. So I'm thinking pizza buffet here. And what are you going to pick? What's sickeningly sweet? And you're usually stuffed from reading other books while you choose Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune. So this one, I did not love as much as um, The House in the, in the Cerulean Sea, but it takes place in a cafe. has baked goods. It's sickeningly sweet. You have a curmudgeon middle-aged man who is a grumpy pain in the butt who... Now, as you read the book, you're like, why am I reading this? I hate this guy. And then you slowly see his transformation. And you know what? By the end, you're kind of stuffed and you read it and you're like, well, okay, well, thank you. Thank you for that book. 
Okay. I haven't read that one and I'm not really interested in reading it. So I'm going to have to take your word for all of that. It's fine. Yeah. Um, There's other books for you to read. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. For me, when I hear dessert pizza, I think best of both worlds. Because I'm thinking one of those like fancy pretty dessert pizzas with like the fruit and like the delicious creamy filling whatever that stuff is it's just like dessert pizza for me is delicious and I love it and since it's the best of both worlds I went with The Gollum and the Gin by Helene Wecker because this book is basically the love child of a historical fiction and a fantasy I actually don't know what that one is what is that one I read it last year and I told you you needed to read it what is it again um, so it's about no, no, what's, the oh, what's the title of it? The Gollum and the Djinn. And hmm. it takes place in New mm-hmm. York. Okay. Um, 1920, oh, Jewish. I think. Jewish people, right? Yes. Uh, there's yes. one group of Jewish people that the Gollum is involved with. And then there's a group from, um, of Middle Eastern immigrants Mm-hmm. that the gin is involved with. And so it's bringing in um, magic from Jewish traditions as well as magic from Middle Eastern traditions. And it's all happening in like 1920s New York City. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's an amazing ride, honestly, because your two main characters are two completely non-human beings Mm. who are trying to make it in a world full of humans I like that yeah it was absolutely lovely I didn't like the second one as much Mm -hmm. Mm. but that happens yeah well the first one was written um as a standalone basically like there could have been more story but there just wasn't and then she waited like 10 years or something crazy and then published the second one recently but that first one was just amazing I could not stop listening to it because I listened to the audiobook I devoured it Mm -hmm. it was amazing okay I see okay Mm -hmm. dessert pizza Mm -hmm. now I kind of want now I kind of want to read it more I remember talking about this now yes I highly recommend it Oh, okay. Well, our final pizza um, is a <laughs> a pizza variation. It is a <laughs> hot pocket, um, which is fast, easy, and portable. Is how I wrote it. Actually, I wrote portal. It is not a portal to a different world. It's portable. Is what I actually meant to write. Just so you know. Um, <laughs> for me, I chose. Um, Briny and Roses by T. Um, Kingfisher. So, you need be retelling, fast, easy read. It was like so, like it wasn't like okay. It was surface level. Like there was like nothing depth into it. It was just like I'm in a house and there's a beast. I don't know what's going on. End of story. You know, it, it, it resolved <laughs> itself well in the last two chapters. But you're just kind of like it was fast and easy and portable, like a hot pocket. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> For me, a hot pocket. 
everyone always thinks it's a good idea. It's not. It will scald you and still be completely frozen in the middle. <laughs> okay, yeah. So my book definitely is not that. That book was it was really good. I really liked it. Whew. Um, but yeah, high fire by Ian Colfer. Why? Why did you bring that book back, Abby? <laughs> because we thought it was a good idea, and it wasn't. Oh my god! It, I mean, it was. It, yeah, it definitely was. In your description of a hot pocket, it really was. It was the it was the one book that I couldn't get away from. I'm like, this fits my description of a hot pocket so well. Oh my gosh! Because it's dragons and it's Ian Colfer, and you're like, and it's adult book. You're like, yes. How could this go wrong? It went so wrong. It was such a bad idea. It went wrong on so many levels. It just went. It went to hell in a handbasket. Yes. I got burned by that book. That book will forever haunt us. It will. Forever and ever and ever. All right, everyone. Well, that that is what we have for tonight. That is our list of books and pizza with me and Abby's descriptions of how we see certain types of pizza. Uh, we would love to hear some of your opinions. Let us know how you see cheese or pepperoni or supreme or even hot pockets and what books you equate them to. And we will see you again next time. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.